I've been talking and talking and didn't even realize I was muted. Uh, so to recap, the only wrestling podcast on the planet going live immediately following Raw, uh, AEW All Out 2021. Maybe we're not, but I'm going to claim it anyways. Joining me, Detective Mark Smarks, and also hey. from up north, Jesus. JLB. Wow. A fucking jacked. Never jacked. <laughs> Never have I been more excited <laughs> to be on a podcast after a pay-per-view like jesus That's what you do <laughs> i don't know all i saw was a bunch of wwe husbands yeah oh, they, they, all they do is uh sign a bunch of old <laughs> wwe people and <laughs> that's for sure gonna be something Oh, I don't know. I don't know necessarily about Adam Cole. They might give Brian a, oh, Brian was injured. He left for so long. He doesn't have it in him. But you can't say that. I mean, you can't even say that about Brian. But, I mean, with Adam Cole, you can certainly not. WWE lost when they messed up his contract there. So, Well, they were going to lose him anyways. They just managed to set it up so they could be there quicker. Now. Yeah. Yeah, instead of him having to wait for a while. I mean, this... We've talked before about a, a Lex Luger moment. This might be as close as we'll get. I think it maybe even surpasses the Lex Luger moment. Oh. I mean, this I don't know. We all kind of knew. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it, it it comes down to a lot of things. The Lex Luger moment, the thing with the Lex Luger moment, I think it was bigger culturally because Lex Luger was considered a bigger star before he switched sides. Whereas Adam Cole being just in uh, developmental does hold him back a bit from that. To me, it's definitely more. I'm going to pause really quickly to point out to JLB that I am getting that feedback again from your side. Uh, like really? we getting yesterday, so. How? I don't, I'm not yeah, even I, using I, that I, mic now. Jesus, all right, give me a sec. I, I, I was getting into it. I was like, where is this coming from? Yeah. Now do you guys hear it? Well, let's see. Nope. Mm-hmm. Don't nope. hear now. Nope. I have to nope. put echo cancellation now. It's so weird. All right. I don't mm. know what's going on, but, but anyway. that's why it was echoing is because you didn't cancel no, the echo. Know. No, no, no. But I mean, I didn't do that before, and it's like the same setup. So pretty weird. Anyways, we're not here to talk about my mic setup. We are here to talk about AEW all out, and they definitely went all out on this one. Out. All right. So I, I'm gonna mark out, and I'm gonna play the the evil guy before we start doing all this other stuff. Miro, Debray, Adam Cole. Um, Anderson and Gallows, a promo from uh, Malachi Black, a promo from Andrade. There is an argument that WWE still has the most talented roster in the business, but they never fucking use them right. No, no, we've we've 100% said that, (laughs) that they've always had... They, I mean, they had the ability to hoard so much talent at the beginning uh, and then just not use them and not use them. But the problem is you can only hoard for so long before things when fall When was apart. the Malachi Black promo? 
I don't, I don't remember it, but right, I, I right after know. right after the big show, Paul White won. Oh, uh, <laughs> see, um, see, uh, this this will show. Um, I, break. I used that match as a as a bathroom break, and then um, fast forwarded, which is something you can do on fight. Pause and fast yeah, that forward. That was nice. That was nice. You can't look at that you, on the Peter. PlayStation Network. You can't do wow. that on the PlayStation Network. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, damn it. Yeah, we're going. How, I, however, pay, paid the cheapest for All Out, technically. Everywhere else was $49.99. Um, and the uh, and P- PS- PlayStation one. had $39.99. So I'm, I'm very mm-hmm. impressed yeah. with myself. So, so you paid I'm, less and couldn't <laughs> pause and fast forward. So. Um, I will. I will go ahead and say, um, <laughs> on the PlayStation Network, you can't go splitsies with somebody. Yeah, this is true. Sure I didn't want. I, I wanted to avoid the whole. Hey, bro, you want to share? No, fuckheads. I don't want to share. I want to watch it on my own network. You guys are However, sharing. I know you guys were good. smart. Move on Fight's behalf. It says two browsers at a time. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two. Oh, and there happens smart. to be two of us right here. One here oh and one right over there. <laughs> and you can tell Beer by our backgrounds. Love. Yeah, you can tell by our backgrounds <laughs> that we're we're right next to each other in the same buildings and stuff. Yes, obviously. <laughs> obviously the same background. Um <laughs> Oh jeez, I I the beard is done. The beard is my, done. My <laughs> My uh, three-year-old is asleep. My three-year-old is asleep, and I'm downstairs watching. And when Adam Cole's music hit, I had to stop myself from standing up in the room right underneath hers and go screaming, "It's Adam Cole, baby!" Um, I, I thought I thought we were done with surprises. I really did. Well, I was like, "Oh, well, okay." That's what I'm like. I, in fact, I expected him to to, to super kick. Uh, after he super kicked Jungle Boy, I really thought he was going to turn around and super kick yeah. Kenny. Just, just be. I'm on my own team. Just yeah, I, mm. I, I kind of thought that might too, but, but, uh, oh, but here's the. It was a, a bunch of surprises tonight, and we'll we'll talk about all of them. I think, um, we'll we'll try to. But on top of it, it was a surprise, surprise twist, another surprise, all in a row there at the end. Yeah, and. I think I think a very important thing was said right at the end, and we'll talk more about this when we get to all the best because there's a lot for us to talk about. But um, but uh, when Kenny Omega says, "I'm going to do what I do best, and that's send them home happy," right, and that this is how you fucking do it. This is how you do it, right? I'm so fucking jacked. I mean, I'm. I, there were matches. We're gonna do the the worsts and the bests coming here, and in the worst, I'm sure we're gonna talk about some matches that we thought were bad. But because of this ending, because of the way it ended and did that, I have no fucking complaints. Right? I like. I can overlook the bad because I'm so fucking stoked. That's the thing. I going into even the last match, I was like. I don't know. There was a few even surprises before that, and I was like, okay, they were good, but did I overhype this? Am I just thinking it's too much? Um, yeah, I was going into that last match kind of like, okay, you know, I, I think I've seen better AEW pay-per-views, and then all that happened, and I'm like, oh, okay, well. Boy, I, 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 it before, was already top three w, uh, AEW pay-per-views for me. It was, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, before that, well that, uh, well, that cage match just 
forget about it. <laughs> that was fire. They yeah, I fire. mean, you you literally could have stopped this pay per view at uh, before the big show match, before Paul White, White QT Marshall match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it still would have been top five pay per view. That would have been like, oh my god, that was a really great pay per view mm-hmm. for this year. It was fantastic. Too bad there wasn't a world title match. Oh yeah, well. Too bad there was an oh geez. Um <laughs> I mean oh, okay. you could have ended this on CM Punk and Darby, and I'd have been like, Yeah. I mean that's sending me home happy with a handshake and mm-hmm. and handshake, the, the positive good feelings and, and all this stuff and CM Punk I got back. Feel the good first vibes. Time. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. good. Yeah. Oh, I can go to bed at a decent time. All right, cool. <laughs> Glad no, you can't. We still have a podcast to do. <laughs> but, but so, um, before we get into talking about all of the stuff, all of the the exact things that happened, uh, I always take this time to remind everyone: Raw and Order is part of the Tatness Co Podcast Network. So you can head down to the doobly doos down below and uh, yeah. click the link to tatnessco.com. Yeah, and see all the other shows on there. If you are watching us live on the live stream immediately following AEW All Out 2021, thank you for joining us. If you are viewing us on one of the replays, we also appreciate you here. Uh, make sure to click that like and subscribe button on whatever platform you're viewing it on so that you get notified when we go live. We go live every Sunday night and Tuesday night to talk the world of professional wrestling. Um, and we'd love for you guys to join us on Facebook or YouTube for our live streams. But you can also watch us on the replays, or you can listen to the audio version of the podcast. Um, and links are all down there in the doobly-doos there. But we yeah. do our reviews of, of wrestling shows a little bit different than most places. Instead of doing a match-by-match, match, uh, this was the first match, what did you guys think? This is what happened. Buck, we talk worsts. We get those out of the way, and then we talk best, and we we try to send you home happy by talking about the best there. So, um, calm down, Kenny Omega. We're we're gonna get started with the worsts and the best, the worst match of the night. I, I'll I, just say it. Yeah, it's I don't. All right. Yeah, it, Paul, Paul White. This I, is I was jacked. I, he he looked great. Um, it was it was how I expected that match to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like I was the only one who stayed and watched it. Um, <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was it it was not a bad match. It was what I expected that match to be. Um, and you know what? I I was happy to see QT not only get his ass kicked, but uh, see his boxer briefs poking out from under his wrestling briefs. Why do you wear boxer briefs under wrestling briefs, QT? That's a poor decision. Uh, Because he sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You weren't here Um, on our impromptu podcast last night or our live stream. Um, I I said last night, I still firmly believe it. I think uh, QT Marshall is an example of uh, one of the rare missteps in AEW right now. I think they think he's getting real heel heat, but he's getting go away heat. Yeah, he's getting Xbox heat. Yeah, and and I also think I also think he might be a great trainer. Like, oh yeah, one hundred percent. I'm sure. In fact, looking at the people that AEW has picked up that were trained by the Nightmare Factory, including by him, they've all got talent. They've all got skill. They've all um, do. He's a phenomenal trainer, and I'm not going to take that away from him. But as an on-air performer, he has go away heat. I don't want to see him on my TV anymore. I, it's not that I'm angry at him or I think he's such a bad guy or whatever. He's just boring. 
and I don't I'm not invested in his character or his storyline at all. I just don't want to see him anymore. Now, that said, there is an honorable mention, and I know that you two may not agree with this, but uh, because I think most people will agree that that's the worst match of the night. Um, mm-hmm. The honorable mention, uh, boy, uh, I, I, this would not even be an honorable mention if the right person had won, but that, um, that battle royal, um, Ruby Soho should not have won coming back on her first back. Uh, Thunder Rosa should have had that win. I I I don't disagree, but I don't agree either. It's it's kind of weird. I I can't say I'm happy with Ruby Soho winning. I think um I think Ruby Soho winning is, is a great way to establish her as a star in the in the thing. Sure. Um, and, and all this stuff. And here's the deal: is the Thunder Rosa getting a match against Britt Baker? That's a slow burn thing that that can last a long time. They can draw yeah, that out with the long term booking. This is about hot shotting someone there. Um. I, I do have complaints with that match um, overall. Uh, yeah. The, the biggest, and like one of my complaints with that match is simply this Sky Blue, who was the hometown hero, uh, who came out in the first group and was, I believe, the first person eliminated. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Uh, it was yeah. really quickly. And that's, you know, I, I didn't want her to win, I didn't expect her to last super long. But just from but, the hometown crowd, let her stay in there through a couple of eliminations. An elimination. Yeah, yeah, get her get her an elimination so she has this big moment or whatever, and then or something, or or take out someone big on her way out. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be a double right. elimination, something that that was kind of my my only like real complaint with it. Um, other than my my traditional complaints uh, about the casino battle royal, which. We've talked about this on the previous All Out, previous time they've done this. There is a flaw in the five-person-at-a-time entry method, and I know what they're doing. I know why they're doing it. They want it to be something different than the traditional Royal Rumble sort of a thing. They want to give it their own spin, right? I get it. The problem is, anytime you have five come out at once, the, the entrances get lost, Right. Yes. And for the first two rounds, or almost even three rounds of people coming in, they they <laughs> tried to focus on the entrance ramp so you could see each person coming in. But um, but by the no, they third or fourth time, that. but yeah, the third or fourth that. time they didn't. Well, and it's because you started to have people come in all hot. They came in and ran straight to the ring and jumped right in. And by at way, that point, you had to follow yeah, the right. action in the ring, and then Red, you can't see the entrance. But still, Red set Velvet that up, spear on Jamie Hader was gold. Amazing. Gold. I yeah. had some people at my house that that were watching with me, and I, they go, "Oh my gosh, that little twig just speared her!" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, that's great." And so, yeah, there, there were some great, great moments in it, and all that stuff. I, I also Jade Cargill needed a little more featuring. I I would have preferred her to come out in an earlier round and clean house a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh that that being said, I when she stepped into the ring, I literally pulled my phone out to Google how tall she is because she towered over everyone in the ring. Everybody but Nyla. And I and I know that I know that women wrestlers aren't known for being particularly tall in the first place. And according to Wiki, uh, Wikipedia, yeah, uh she's five foot ten, which is tall. Oh, yeah. pretty tall not, for a woman. But not like as like she was towering over there. I I expected damn, it to she be looks six tall. foot. That's my height. That's yeah. crazy. That's what I I expected it to show up at <laughs> six foot. So 
Oh, um, yeah. looks like we lost DFA for just a bit here. Um, One job, but I think he clicked something on his on his uh, um, uh, and went to a different screen, so he'll be back. One in thing. A one thing I did notice, though, a lot of the fans were upset about Hikarashida losing uh, very quickly and mm-hmm. also Swerve losing. So uh, I thought that was pretty neat and telling that, okay, these pe- these two are fan favorites, especially yes. for Swerve. I knew Hikarashida mm-hmm. was very popular, um, but to get that fan reaction and them ultimately really booing the place out once they got eliminated, I was like, okay, AEW? Listen to your fans now. These mm-hmm. people we want to see more of on TV well, and not yeah. just elevation or the whatever. one that blew my mind was the Riho pop. I was like, the, the Riho pop was surprising. Yeah, I was the like, Riho Whoa. pop was a little surprising. Yeah, um, they the, the audience was in on Riho. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I here's my thing is they're telling a storyline with Hikaru Shida right now. They're telling it on dark and elevation. And I get it that not a lot of people watch it, except here's the catch 22 on this. If you want a lot of people to watch dark and elevation, you have to tell storylines that aren't playing out on the regular team. And so they're, they're trying to do both right now. They're trying to let it play out on the, on dark and elevation. I mean, she's on a, a nine, nine match winning streak on dark and elevation. I mean, she's She's just killing it out there. She's um, also, they're telling the storyline where she's more vicious. And they sort of showed that in this while she was in the ring here, too. Where um, uh, instead of trying to eliminate someone, she tried to tie up their arms in the ropes and hurt their arm. Um, I can't remember exactly who it was. There's so much stuff happening at the time. But anyways, uh, but that's like I said, my, my complaint with the, the Battle Royal, the Women's Battle Royal, is always the five people coming in at the same time. Entrances get lost, and so you don't get that pop that you get with the Royal Rumble where counts down to zero, and then music hits, and oh, my God, right? Right. Because um, even if, let, let's just say uh, in the third group, there was a big debut. Um, someone to the level of of like Edge. So let's just say Lita, right? A huge mm-hmm. wrestling legend, whatever, shows up in the third group, right? If she is the second or third or fourth person in, come out on that, you don't get that big pop because the, the crowd has already popped for the first person, and then the second person they're like, yeah, but now we got to watch what's going on in the ring, and then the third person hits and like, what's going on? Oh, gee, oh, it's Lita, oh, gee, and so it muffles everything, right? Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I understand what they're trying to do, and I can't, I can't fault them for it, but, but seriously, uh, this hurts them on those, but. Anyways, we're talking worst match of the night, and I think we all agree <laughs> it was the uh, Paul White versus QT Marshall. Yeah. Um, Pro- probably by design. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I even texted you guys that this was yeah. the match I was looking forward to the least, but it was insidiously brilliant for them to do this because they knew the crowd was going to need a a come down mat after. But I was like a CM two second match. match. Uh, three minutes and ten seconds. Yeah, it was um, it was decently long. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, don't come at me. I got my facts out here. Um, three minutes and ten seconds. Uh, but so that's long enough uh, for especially the people at home to run, use the bathroom, uh, take your daughter up and put her in bed. You know, things Not like that. Not long enough to go get cigarettes at the Dep, apparently. 
<laughs> they ran a couple of vignettes around it, mm-hmm. telling us the story for it. So apparently, mm-hmm. they ran a um, Malachi Black one that I missed entirely. Yep. So you know, <laughs> I mean, I did come back in time, you know, because I like paused it and I came back and I watched a bit and fast forward. I got to see the end with the uh, knockout punch to Nick Camarado and and uh, the choke slam for the victory and yay, Paul White won and um. And then I was like, okay, now get caught up. The other up, thing so that I they did really well is they told us what match was going to be next. So, so you didn't go go fast forward or, or you know, run exactly. away from it or anything like that. Um, and they were in the ring quickly. I mean, there was no eight minutes between matches. Uh-uh. No. Well, they, they had nine matches on the main card to get through. I, they knew that they had to bust ass. Mm-hmm, just keep going. Or else we'd still be watching, right? If they yeah, did WWE yeah. style entrances and vignettes in between and all of that stuff, we we'd still be on the CM Punk match right now. Um. So, uh, so yeah, we all agree. Worst match of the night, QT Marshall. Um, worst wrestler of the night, probably. But I don't actually have that as a as a topic. So we're gonna move on to most predictable moment. Um, and the sad thing is, for this show, most predictable might not actually be a bad thing. Because mm. predictable in some ways for this is not, you know, doesn't necessarily mean boring. Um, like, you could argue... The most predictable moment was Kenny Omega winning. I think we knew possibly. that was going to happen. I think we all... I, well, I... I talked about it on on the thing yesterday. I I think they did a really good job of trying to tell the story that Christian Cage could win. Uh, they did setting yeah. it yeah. setting it up by ha- having him win the Impact Championship off of him, and so maybe he can win all of this stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I think we all knew Christian Cage was not going to be the new AEW champion. Yeah. Um. So that's yeah. that's a very good choice for it. But at the same point, like I said, not necessarily a bad thing. Like. If they had made Christian Cage the new AEW champion, I think we would be less happy. Right? Yes. I like Christian Cage. I just don't want him as my AEW champion. Right? <laughs> um, I like him a lot as my Impact champion. In fact, yeah, he's great for that. Just you know, so so I, I mean, think I wouldn't necessarily mind it because Kenny Omega could go on his little break. <laughs> but um, in terms of of um most predictable, you know, I, like I say, Kenny Omega is a a pretty good choice for that. Uh, Big show winning over QT Marshall. um, Maybe it being a short match is definitely predictable, but that's fine. That's what we wanted. You know, Um, uh, the, you could say that the pop CM Punk Punk got when his music hit was predictable. Um, But you know what? I liked it. Chicago. I was happy. It was Chicago, you know. Him him um, winning wasn't predictable at all. Him winning wasn't. I I literally I, I talked thought, about I it thought he was going in coming in on his back. I really did. Yeah. I thought he was gonna put Darby over that and here's the deal. He still did. He just didn't put him over by losing. You know what I mean? Um because in the end, Darby still looks like a fucking rock star out of this. Mm. Um you know the handshake. I at the loved. End. I loved that he just sat up to smile. That, oh my god! That moment. That <laughs> moment. That I was like. I was like. That is perfect. That is so, so great. Great. Uh, just so av- CM Punk avoiding the coffin drop just like, by sitting up at the last ya. minute. Gotcha. 
Um, that was so well done. So, um, but we're going to talk about the goods later. So, most predictable moment. I think those are are good ones there. Um, JLB, what do you got? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I uh, would most probably have to be cheesy and lame and go with the Kenny Omega one because there wasn't really many predictable moments. Uh, okay, I'll switch it up. I would maybe say Soho because we were talking yesterday and he was saying Tessa Blanchard. So we got Tessa Blanchard in my head and talking about, oh, no, it's going to be the New York show where she's coming. And then we so- did discuss that it was only 20 people in the Casino Battle Royale when we counted. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Man, Tessa's not a big enough. Well, maybe she is, but I don't know. For I just said, man, she's definitely going AE dubs. This is a swerve. So I, honest to God, really thought uh, it was going to be Soho at twenty one. So I, I wasn't going to be surprised if Soho showed up at some point, but um, the fact that she showed up in the Casino Battle Royal did kind of surprise me. So I, I can't put it there. Um, Like I said, I. Frankly, I re- I really thought they were trying to save at least one big surprise for the the um, New York show, and maybe that'll be the Tessa Blanchard surprise or or a different mm. surprise altogether. Uh, you know, again, I don't have any insider knowledge that says Tessa Blanchard's yeah. coming. Right, well, guys. Clearly, Braun Strowman's all elite. I mean, come on. Yeah, uh, it's I, not Strowman, but but Bray is still an option for New York. Yeah, Bray makes sense. Um, when when exactly is the New York show? Three weeks, yeah. I, I think Bray might not be be eligible. An option yet? Oh. yeah, because I think it's October thirtieth or thirty first that his uh, no competes up. Well, then he's an option for the next pay per view. He's definitely an option for the next pay per view. September twenty uh, second. Yeah, yeah. yeah so just, that's just a couple weeks, and so yeah, it's not going to be Bray for it. But again, there's still well, there's still I other mean, surprises. No, know? and and yeah. New York they can do teasers too. Mm-hmm. They can yeah. they can do red lights and people will know that they're talking Bray. Yeah, they they can do all sorts of fun stuff with teasing Bray, teasing others. Because let's be honest, we know there's other people going to be signed, right? We know that. Um, whether it's Buddy Matthews or whether he goes to Impact, I don't know. Uh, whether Buddy it's Matthews, it's sure. uh, Braun or Bray or um, fuck, almost any of those. I mean, hell, I was a little surprised we didn't see Lana come out with. Uh, Miro, no, uh, she was down to redeem his nuts after the event. Yeah, so. She sure was. <laughs> he, he said, uh, he tweeted out, "Asking you shall be, re- you, you shall receive. Your nuts have been redeemed." And she said, "And yours will be once you get home." <laughs> oh, good old CJ. Thank you, so, CJ Perry. <laughs> so uh, I think we all agree Kenny Omega uh, winning was probably the most predictable moment, but not necessarily the worst moment because no, I think it was the right move. It was fine. It was a good match. It was a good match. It didn't make Christian look like a wimp or anything like that. Really um, spot. I'm surprised. I guess they just throw the rule book whenever they want out of, out of the window. Was this a street fight match or is it just supposed to be a regular matchup? Uh, just a regular matchup, but you can use tables, eight, eight. but use no one could come in and interfere, or else are going to get disqualified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like AEW has always played a little loose with the tables rule, but oh, uh, here's here's another predictable one: MJF actually cheating. Yeah, yep, he did cheat. <laughs> um, although that had an unpredictable moment to it, that was the um, Restart. what do they call it? The dusty finish. They call it. 
uh, where one person wins and then it turns out they didn't win for whatever reason. It's going to be interesting to see if they go to that well more or if that's kind of a one-off thing. Um, I hope they do. It's it's it kind would of be refreshing nice. that they do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but we're going to move on. The... Yeah. We're going to move on to the next one here, the botch of the night. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put mine out there. Um, the botch of the night for me is whoever gimmicked that table um, for the Christian spear that stabbed Christian. Uh, Jesus, that could that could have been a lot worse than it ended up being. Um, I mean, it looks like Christian just just got an abrasion, uh, you know, or maybe a small gash uh, from it. But I mean, that literally came through. I mean, that could have hit his kidney, you know, yeah. or uh, ruptured his spleen. Um, I don't even know what a spleen does. I'm no doctor. I'm a detective. Uh, but I know rupturing it's bad. I mean, to be fair, you are a detective. You should kind of know how the body works and so on. Nope, nope. That's not what detectives do. They examine the body. We leave that to the MEs. We leave that to the MEs. Oh, okay, fine. To the MEs. Haven't haven't you ever watched CSI? The detective just come in and say, what do you think happened here? And the CSI goes, well... I've watched CSI Miami, so I always have to hear a ratio. Looks like it's a cold case. Well, you know, so... I've gotten really bad... Investigation that was conscious. that was potentially the worst CSI Miami yeah I've ever heard. That being the second worst. Um, <laughs> but so to me, oh, botch okay. of the night is whoever gimmicked that table. Um, probably secondary botch of the night though would be in that same match, uh, but it was brilliantly handled when Kenny Omega tried to do the the moon salt off of the. Um, Oh man, he must have hurt his ass so badly. Like um, he and fell right forward, up. but he but he covered for it so yeah. well, and then turned was able to turn it into actually a, a more impressive move. After yeah. Um, yeah, what he finally hit was actually <clears throat> way more fun to watch because he had to jump up, twist around, and then hit the moonfall. But but so, who, what do you guys got for botch of the night? Mm. I'm gonna go with Chris Statlander's uh, uh, suplex that she still ended up pulling off. That that had the potential to be a really bad botch. Yes. Um, and just the power that she had was the Thank only God. thing that that saved it from from being potentially catastrophic. Yes. But it's also really impressive that she was able to to save it, save that, and turn it around. And that shows. I mean, that's part of why I liked Chris Statlander from the beginning is she's got power for her size. She's not like yeah. Jade Cargill, like ripped, jacked sort of, but she's got a lot of power in those in those legs so and arms. So. That match yeah. is seemingly forgettable for me, though. Uh, it's not necessarily because it was a bad match. It's just because there was so much afterwards that was really good. And that's- I kind of... We're going to get a lot of that tonight. I mean, that, that's um, kind of the downside the with the, the way day. this ended is uh, the last the last 10 minutes of the show put a haze over everything else of how good they were. But that's <laughs> the way it was, you know? I mean, if you were given A, a through F scores to all of the matches, one of them's an F, the rest are A's. Um, meaning 
you, that you're going to forget things like stuff that happened in the Miro match, things that happened mm-hmm. in the MJF Jericho match, which was fucking fire. <laughs> um, you're going to forget parts of the Britt Baker versus versus uh, under match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you're so. going to forget parts of the Moxley versus Kojima match. Yeah, um, which was a good match, and then featured. I didn't know who this guy was. I know you figured you would, but Suzuki oh, Minoru oh. there. Yeah, Minoru Suzuki. Um, there you go. Look up some of his shit from New Japan. Yeah. and uh, you're gonna there, watch Wednesday. Yeah, there there yeah. is a reason. There is a reason that John Moxley looked scared in the ring. That's the first time we've seen John Moxley look scared in an AEW ring. That's an important thing. Storyline wise, at least. Uh, botch of the night would have to be for me the fact that they didn't even mention that Moxley was the GCW champion or had just won it. They uh, named all his accomplishments. His and sweatshirt? Then, yeah, he yeah, was wearing a GCW sweatshirt. sweatshirt. So um, what? They didn't mention anything. I'm talking to the announcers. Well, okay. So Nothing. so there, there might be a little bit behind the scenes to play into that. They don't technically have a partnership with GCW, right? No, I get it. But your, your so, AEW um, star. Is true, true, but at the same, like I said, because they don't have a partnership, there might actually be legal ramifications for talking about it, right? Uh, without a partnership mentioning it, that's why he didn't carry the belt, probably. It's because there's likeness rights to those belts, you know. So, yeah, especially um, spinner ones that actually belong to. I I don't uh, see GCW being like, hey, I'm gonna sue you guys. No. Uh, I don't think they they necessarily would, but in the end, they might not have a choice. Because here's the thing with trademarks: you have to enforce them to continue to have them, right? Right. It's it's why Kleenex <laughs> sends out cease and desist letters uh, if you refer to uh, facial tissues as Kleenex, right? Because mm-hmm. they have to enforce their trademark, or else they lose their trademark. And so GCW might not want to. GCW probably would be totally happy with the idea of their champion showing. I get that. But from a trademark, without having an official partnership, they may be locked in and have to do something. Um, It also is just a business thing from from an AEW standpoint. Listen, if you want us to talk about your champion on our show, you have to play ball with us, right? I get it. Side note. Is our county attorney prepared for the lawsuit that or the cease and desist order that we're going to get from you just now talking about Kleenex? Kleenex. No, because I specifically referred to Kleenex as their own brand, and I said you can't refer to facial tissues okay. as Kleenex. So I was All right, just making sure. Um, I, our our district attorney, um, our, our legal team might have to worry about uh, Sasha Bear. Um, at some point, <laughs> so just just saying, if you want a Sasha Bear t shirt, they're up right now on shop.spreadshirt.com. It's drawn order, get it you. first, get it before we get, get it first and last exactly yes. because um, it's coming because it's coming from WWE and um, yeah, it and could come from, from either side from Hanna Warner Barbera. Brothers, yeah. Brothers. That's what it is, oh, yeah, it, it could come from either side or both, so. So do it, do it fast. Uh, that being said, I, I don't care. I literally don't care if I'm the only one who ever buys that shirt because that shirt makes me giggle nonstop um, when I look at it. I love that shirt so much. Um, anyway, so Botch of the Night, we've got a bunch of different options, but, you know, like, I don't know. 
none of them were like botch botches. Like there really wasn't a, a huge botch. There I mean, was, there, was, there was stuff that was sold as a botch that wasn't uh-huh. actually a botch. Yeah. Um, I um, actually thought Darby had hit his head on the steps when he went through the ring through uh-huh. the the ropes and hit uh, the ring. And then he fell out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I was like, oh, that's the botch. It seemed too precise though for that to be a bus. Um, I mean, there were moments I in the the tag match in the cage. There were things that could have been botches, but they covered for them so well. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm never a fan of the I'm tearing off the um, luchador mask spot. I just don't like it. Um, And so for me, that's kind of a botchy thing. Um, But but it's not technically. Was the turnbuckle supposed to rip off in the Miro match? I, I know they used it. I, I feel like that maybe was a botch. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was supposed to come all the way off. And I yeah, think, think that's it was supposed what, to get exposed. I think it was supposed to get exposed, and then uh, what was it? Bryce Remsburg was supposed to go over and try to fix it, and still miss that count. So I think that part part was there. Oh, I just yes. don't think. I don't that think first it hit, one was, was a botch. The timekeeper thing. The first one. So there was a second one where he was beside the ropes and he was trying to fix that mm-hmm. or whatever. But the first one where Kingston was counting him and then like yeah. the referee wasn't there and the announcers were like, oh, he went to go see the timekeeper. I was like, mm-hmm. when does he go see? Who? When does a referee go and like check on the time? Hey, how much time is left? The match is still going on. When they're down, you can do that. Like it was a bit silly to me. I thought it was going to turn into like some kind of Miro hired the ref and whatever it's going to be like a nick patrick thing from like wcw days or something well it might come in i mean i don't know yeah. i uh wwe the elite spent- is built around nwo so yeah well and yeah, wwe that's- has done a lot over the years of trying to remove the the referee's name from the game right so the the current round of referees we really don't like storyline wise know their names they're just referees because WWE doesn't want them to be part of this. AEW has been going the opposite way. Every single one of their referees has has a name that we know, um, and they've got storylines built into them. Like, uh, you know, Aubrey is the one that we all like, and she's super, you know, nice and fun, and she's uh, helping design the video games, and she does some great facials <laughs> in the ring when people are doing things, you know. Um, and so Bryce this Remsburg conversation could have been something different. <laughs> uh, Bryce Remsburg obviously is uh, the one who's who's the fuck up. I think that's the storyline they're telling with him right now. <laughs> um, um, but so it might be coming. It might end up with the elite having the the ref in their pocket storyline. I don't know. But it's Miro. Well, this is not I'm saying, a different referee. I'm just saying a different uh, referee. The storyline could still be coming. The the ref in their pocket there. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to move okay. on to overhype of the night. We're trying to rush through a bunch of these uh, these worsts because I want to get to the best because we're going to have a lot to talk about with the best. So overhype of the night. It was there one? I the, You know what? The fact that they talked about the QT and show or and Paul Wright match as much as they did. Yeah, that's kind of an override. That's yeah, probably the closest thing I can get. I mean, I don't know. Uh yeah. I mean the only one I got. I I was gonna say CM Punk and Darby for the first half of that match. Because the first half of that match was extremely boring. 
It was a I lot of like disagree. wrist locks it was, and whatever. It was a wrestler showing a talented high speed human being how to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. No, I got there, it. There was it was storyline. <laughs> yes, it was slower, but the again, this is storyline. The, they were telling a story in the ring of a wrestler who hasn't wrestled a competitive match in seven years. Scouting um, his opponent, scouting really his opponent, it. knowing that his opponent wins by by speed and brutality, and slowing that speed and brutality down to take that advantage away. Um, but also, like I said, telling the storyline of I haven't wrestled in seven years. I've got to to figure out if I still have it in me. I've right. still got to get my sea legs underneath me. All of that. So if there's a storyline they were telling the entire time with that. And I I liked it. I understand it, that the first part of the match wasn't super exciting, but that was by design. And it was so just too for me, long for me. I think it was, was my thing. Like, sure, and I get that. Understandable, seven years, but it was just like, okay, guys. Well, any, like, anything more than four like, inches is probably too long for you. So, I get it. Again, another conversation. Just. Uh, it's, Ah, ah, ah. So yeah, um, I'm gonna have to go with in terms of overhype. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess the Big Show thing because they did spend a lot of time on that. I agree with that. Um, very interesting that they put it as the co-main event, though. Um, Again, was... like I think that was by design as well, and I think it was actually oh, brilliant sure. because, again, it, it when putting together the 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 flow for a show like this you have to understand that after a big emotional match the audience needs a come down they need uh, some time to and and that's where i think um but then like a three minute only calm down like i I, because i'm like okay this match is going to be maybe five ten minutes what what other what other match would you put as the come down I'm literally tell me which other match from this show you would have put as the come down in between CM Punk and Kenny Omega. Maybe the Mario match. You want that as the come down match? Could be the come down match. I would not put Pretty that intense. as a come down match. That's a well, match what... that's got emotion built into it. That's a match that the fans are invested in. Um, especially after the redeem D's nuts moment, right? <laughs> it, it, before that, maybe, but after that, no. I mean, that there's no way I would have put that match as a come down match. The only other match that I could have maybe seen as a come down match would have been the Kojima Moxley match. But even that, uh, even then, and then with the surprise there, with too, the surprise yeah. at the end. So, so. So again, name a different match on this card that you would have put as the come down match after the CM Punk match. That's what I'm saying. That's the only one I could say. The other matches you couldn't. It's definitely not going to be the steel cage. It's uh-huh. maybe the Britt Baker match. That would have been a tad okay. more calm. You're just not allowed to talk anymore. Yeah, that's the deal. It's, they're, it's not going to be okay, MJF guys, Mon- but MJF he, Jericho. <laughs> right. Well, that's there, what I'm saying. Is, he needs me to pick a match. Right. So I, yeah, and so I'm t- I'm telling you that this is a impossible situation. The only match that you could put as the come down match there is Paul White versus QT Marshall. Right. Um, that's yeah. it. That's the only one you could put there. No, um, I just and so it- so the only thing you could have done different would put CM Punk earlier in the show. 
That's it. But yeah. why would you have done that? Come down. Yeah, then exactly. then you know this emotional buildup would have fizzled earlier in the show, and then you don't have that. So you can't do that. I mean, it was brilliant on their part. I'm the first to admit it's a match I didn't want to see. <laughs> I said yesterday I don't care to see it. You know, I'm I'm gonna probably use the restroom, and I did go use the restroom. But but it was the perfect placement for that match. There was no other who place. After, who was after the cage? Um, right after the cage was the uh, battle royal. Um, okay. and and to be perfectly honest. That was probably the best placement for it. I would have probably put the Battle Royal as the first match of the night, me personally. Uh, um, but I think they wanted to tell a storyline. I think it's important for them because they wanted to tell the Britt Baker match first mm-hmm. so that they could, during the Battle Royal, be like, winner of this gets to face Britt Baker instead of winner of this gets to face the winner the of winner the Britt Baker the- match. You know, the match later. Um, so I think they wanted to have the Britt Baker match over first, which means you have to put the Battle Royal someplace else. And, mm. you know, yeah, going after that cage match is not a good place for anything. But right. for a Battle Royal, the, the nice thing with that is it's really like some time. Well, yeah, it takes it was a 22 minute long match. And um, it, it allows there to be that come down through the first five, mm-hmm. ten people in there. And then you can build it up. And, and they did really <laughs> well with the Joker. So, so I'll, um, I'll, I'll change my I won't make it. I won't make it uh, big or uh, Paul Wright. Um, the overhype of the night is Christian Cage himself because he didn't win. And he just won a world title and impact. And so, yeah, he's the overhype of the night. And he's got a point. I'm still going with Paul. Paul it's it's not right, but it's, mm-hmm. I mean, there just wasn't everything lived up to what it was expected to be. Yep. For the most part, it did. And, and it's, even the Paul White versus QT Marshall match lived up, up to what, to it, was what it was expected to be. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was what it was. Um, that's what we expected it to be. So we're going to move on to worst performance of the night. I think we can say um, the Paul White QT Marshall yep. match was the worst overall performance of the night. Nope, but that's nope. not a bad thing. Wardlow. I guess yeah, you could say since it's not specifically in a match, Wardlow making it halfway down the ramp and then getting taken out by Jake Hager. Um, well, they, they didn't get taken out. They were fighting all the way to the back. No. Yep. Yep. With no conclusion. With no conclusion. No. Like yep. we didn't find well, out yeah. who won. We didn't find we're, out. We're gonna stop fighting at the ring. And well, we'll, the referee we'll stopped them. Way back though. to the back. <laughs> yeah, but the referees <laughs> apparently stopped them. You and really like, think oh, the I guess we'll find out on Dynamite. those two? Well, they yeah. mentioned you need cops or something. Someone mentioned, oh, you need cops to break that up. So then, ha- have a storyline where you go to the back and the cops are arresting both of them. Right? It's not yeah. like we haven't seen cops arrest people in wrestling before. Right, you know, what? you've got a bunch of bunch of nightmare factory people. Put them in cop costumes and say, "Go handcuff these two people," and say, "We're taking you off to jail," and you then go back to the ring. But, um, but yeah, so uh, but like you know, go through <laughs> any of the other matches. You can't really say there was a worst performance in any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I guess 
Rebels' performance in the Battle Royal wasn't particularly it's about the point. notable. Yeah. I um, liked her tights, though. Her ring attire was nice. I was yeah. like, oh, that's... Her, I feel bad saying this because I know she had skills at one point. She was in Impact or TNA Knockouts Division, but she's basically a non-factor in in AEW aside from being Britt Baker's hype man, you know, sort of a right. thing. Um, and so that's that's a spot that I would have preferred to see another wrestler in, right? Um, I mean, there are tons of, of independent wrestlers that they've had on AEW Dark that they could have thrown in there. Um, you know, this this last couple weeks, a couple of the wrestlers from Zello Pro um, have been on Dark and Dark Elevation, like um, uh, Lainey Luck and uh, um, Heather Reckless have been on the both. Just throw one of them in there uh, instead of Rebel, and she can do the same sort of stuff and then get let, let out, and it would be... I don't know. A little bit more. Uh, We're going to move on to worst move. Worst move. The the table going through Christian's stomach. Spine. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a pretty bad move. Um, This would be a good spot for the almost botch Chris Statlander had. Because uh, yeah. even though she saved it, it was ugly. Um, it, it, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, th- there was one where MJF uh, did the backflip off the apron, mm-hmm. and but he still caught himself, and, and he just missed. I mean, that was by design. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, the lo- the, I, this is the one I'll give MJF looking concerned that Jericho was going to miss the lion salt when he has this faux injury of his back jumping up and then going, Oh, nope, he's going to hit it and, and laying back down. Um, good professionalism. Also, you ruined my ability to believe that Jericho was going to hit that move. And he did hit that move. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you guys caught that, but he went up. And then laid back down. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch it. So, but I I believe you, and so we'll put put that yeah, in the on. category for worst moves. Um, you know, I I'll I'll put my nomination is the same thing I mentioned before: having Sky Blue lose so early, or in the battle royal. I think that was a bad move on on Booking's part. That was a yeah. worst move. Uh, again, not because I wanted her to win. There's, there's no way she was going to win. She, she's an independent wrestler, not signed to AEW, uh, who got that role mostly because she's a local, and they needed someone to replace Julia Hart at the last minute. So they gave it to her. But she's a hometown hero sort of one. L- let her last a while before you you have her out. Give her that big hometown hero pop and, and everything. So that'd be my nomination for worst move. Uh, my nomination for worst move, uh, it's obviously no secret that I'm not a fan of how they portray the majority of the women's division in AEW. Um, so just how they really treated a lot of the superstars in the Casino Battle Royale. I do get that it is a battle royale, but again, you make Naya so strong all the time 
Um, and it's just kind of ridiculous. I felt Naya should have had left earlier. Uh, Jade maybe should have knocked her out. They should have had done something there. I think they even had a few you with Nyla. I'm going to correct you with Nyla. Nyla wrestles for the Oh, excuse me. Nyla. Nyla. I bet. I was like, dude, I, I missed an, an introduction. <laughs> Holy cow. Was there, was there something <laughs> happened I didn't see? Um, no, I mean, <laughs> she just, Simone dropped everybody on Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> she, they announced her for a match tomorrow. <laughs> this is crazy. That is the Lex Luger moment. I missed it. <laughs> um, it's going to be a double Lex oh, Luger geez. moment because she'll show up back up tomorrow. It's freaking uh, Rick Rude. It's Rick Rude. <laughs> Who is she injuring tomorrow? Uh, she's got a match against Charlotte tomorrow. So was that an actual shoot or was that like a work shoot? I think it was an actual shoot uh, that they're working into a work shoot. I think I think legitimately uh, they and this is going into WWE territory on the AEW show, but I think legitimately um, uh, Charlotte got chippy with Nia because Nia hit her stiffly with something and so there were some stiff blows thrown back and forth and then eventually they were able to get back on the right page and finish the match more or less the way it was originally scheduled to finish uh but reports have it backstage they cooled off and everything was fine so anyways um the final of the worst the worst moment of the night jericho's entrance Crowd wasn't really good at the the um, singing uh, along, yeah, and the yeah. guitar player was not. The, the, Way the too gar- loud. Guitar, the guitar pe- player overshadowed the la- the crowd. I didn't play the song, mm-hmm. and yeah. and I don't I don't give a rip if you have all of Fozzy there, and Jericho sings it, and the crowd sings it along with him. Uh-huh. But the- when you have a guitar play the vocal riff, and then it overshadows the crowd singing the vocal well, riff, and and the was too loud. I'm. Yeah. I'm no musician, and I know that's the actual guitarist from Fozzie and everything, but he was bad at playing that. It's because it's the not, vocal riff. He yeah, doesn't play the vocal riff normally. He it, plays it doesn't, he the guitar should, riff. He should be better at playing it. Um, that's true. Well, he should have practiced know, more. Yeah, and so it was, it was. It really wasn't. And the sad thing is they had some really phenomenal entrances uh, tonight, and Jericho's just wasn't one of them. No. However, it was during that entrance that I had an epiphany, and I said, "I this is how I know Jericho's going to going to still win." Um, hearing that uh, played, and then seeing how much they covered the crowd singing along to it, I was like, "They are not ready. AEW's not ready to to let that moment go." They want to continue to have the crowd sings along to Jericho. Yeah. Um, Again, and if he I stops had, being an active wrestler, they can't do that as much anymore. I had house guests, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. for this. Those house guests knew the Jericho song, knew the Fozzie song, and said, oh my gosh, he comes out to Judas. Mm-hmm. And I went, you don't watch this enough. Yes, he comes out to Judas. And explained the MJF making him come out to no music at all. Mm-hmm. So the audience played 
sang along. The entire that was song epic. That should mm-hmm. have been on for the pay-per-view. And, that... and so it, hearing them cover the audience is when I knew that they're, they're not letting this go yet. Right. No. They're going to milk that horse uh, until they're until it's dead. Uh, and and I that's, just knew and that. Sure I just knew that because of the botch playing technically by the guitar player. I'm like, Jericho, this can't be your last time, bro. This entrance yeah. is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, just the, the simple fact that that um, they had the, the crowd singing. I was like, yep, yep. They're not ready to let this go. They're going to, you know, he's going to go on tour. He's going to disappear for a while. Um, but then he's going to come back and they want to have that pop when his music hits and the crowd starts singing. They want that yep. no matter what. So they weren't going to let him lose. They did, however, give us a little rope-a-dope on it by making it look like he lost for a bit. Yeah. So. Yeah, but that but, was not a worst moment. It would have been had he lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. Here's the deal. Um, I think part of what plays into that is MJF, if you weren't a dick all the time, you know, matches could be final, but two referees that think you're a dick decided mm-hmm. it wasn't. Exactly. So, so unless anyone else has another worst moment to nominate. No, I hands down that guitar work on. Yeah, it, 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 felt, it felt like Rick Boogs doing it poorly for Shinsuke. <laughs> yeah, I was well, like, you, first off, you feel like you're trying to copy Rick Boogs. Um, that is not a copyable story. And second of all, it wasn't good. <laughs> so I, I did hear something about Rick Boogs. Um, it turns out that they they asked him to play guitar for Nakamura, and he has not played guitar in like 12 years. He used to play guitar, but he had not picked up a guitar in 12 years. And they said, hey, can you go play guitar for Nakamura on his way to the ring on SmackDown? He said, "Let me learn the riff. Let, uh, let me let me learn the riff. I guess." So, so we're gonna get now. We're finally to the best. This is where we're gonna have fun. So, what was the best moment of the night for you? Oh, there's so many. Oh yeah, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson. Yeah, I, 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 we knew Brian Danielson was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the feel good moment was Jericho winning. But the best moment was the handshake at the end of the CM Punk match. The three of them shaking hands, honoring each other, seeing sportsmanship in a, in a sport that isn't really a sport. And we all know that. But seeing them honor each other at the end of the match, that was my feel-good moment. Um, second on that was Jericho saving his career. Uh, for for me, I'm I'm Adam Cole. That one, I it was like Adam Cole, and then uh, Brian Danielson, which is important to note. I've talked before how I'm not a huge Brian Danielson fan, uh, but both of those were moments of the night, and and for for a very similar reason. But and I that twist, yeah, that twist. I, Adam Cole comes out. Yeah, Boom, I can't help. Nope. Yeah, I can't in good faith not nominate it as best moment of the night when it is the moment that I literally stood up from my couch 
Like <laughs> I watched the rest of the show and I was excited. I was like, yeah, this is good and everything. And then that music hit and I went boom up. Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole, you baby. Yell it. Yeah, I couldn't. I had to say it really quietly. Adam I'm Cole, surprised baby. he's allowed to use baby. He I, used it in I, Ring I, of Honor before he went there. I'm just so. shocked WWE wasn't like, hey, we're going to trademark this. I would expect that he had it trademarked from Ring of Honor because he had t-shirts that mm. said Adam Cole Bebe before then. Oh, so. Okay. Fair. I bet you had prior trademarks to it. So, uh, nice. but for me, like I said, I, there were other moments that could be up there. Like I liked Ruby Soho's uh, debut. I liked the fact that she won. I was, I was stoked for it. If, if the night had ended there, I would have put that as best moment of the night. Um, but it didn't end there. There were lots of matches after that. There were four. Um, I mean, uh, and almost every one of them win the title. Um, that was a the the jump at the in the Lucha Bros match off the off the top of the cage. Uh-huh. I, I I was literally before like like thirty seconds before that saying, "How did we get this far in a Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks match in a cage and no one has jumped off the top yet?" And then, like twenty <laughs> seconds later, Penta points to the top, and I was like, "Oh, here's it coming! It's coming! Um, Here's Smarts, hold my beer." Yeah, the Matt, they heard the, me. the Matt Jackson and Penta Ciro Miro moment where they both. Performed mm-hmm. one on the other's the younger other brother. Yeah, yep. uh, that was a good moment. Uh, the end. This is a good point for us to mention. Minoru Suzuki. That was a moment. That was a moment and a half. And I know JLB doesn't follow uh, New Japan at all. Uh, so for him, it wasn't a moment. Um, I'm not even like huge into New Japan. I follow it a bit uh, here and there, but and you know uh, him. but I know him, and okay. like he's he's the one that comes out and beats the shit out of everybody. And so he's the anytime, New Japan Moxley. Um, he's the New Japan Nick Gage. Okay. <laughs> um. Um. In in fact, Nick Gage would probably act scared to face Minoru Suzuki. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Uh, he he is he is the <laughs> considered the baddest mama jamma. He doesn't need somebody to give him a, a tax shoe. He wears <laughs> tax shoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's... With the tax pointing in so he knows yes. exactly how much pain he costs. Yes. That's another thing. Why is the shoe gonna hurt when all the tacks are already inside the shoe? No, they were they were glued on pointing out. Yeah. Oh, were they? Okay. Yes. Okay. They were glued on pointing out like like spikes. Um, okay. that, that being sense. said, but, it, when you know physics, <laughs> yeah, they did make some blood. Uh, but when you know physics, you know that like if there's a bed of nails and you go flat against it, it doesn't penetrate as well. So as well um, now, yeah. Uh, versus one nail, but I mean, you know, Penta was already bleeding before that came out, uh, yeah. and then you know, just more from that. But it, it was, it was like every single match except for the QT Marshall match had a moment that could be nominated oh, as absolutely. best moment of the night. 
you know, uh, Eddie Kingston getting out of the game over. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, that there, there were legitimately moments in that match that I thought, are they going to put the belt on Eddie Kingston? I didn't think that before the match. So they told that story. Well, um, you know, the Moxley versus Kojima match was a good match. It was it was a match that we expected. Uh, no best moment in that, but f- immediately following it, when Suzuki yeah. showed up, potential best moment. Um, the Britt Baker match versus Chris Statlander had had moments in it, but the the ending of it, potential best moment option, right? Where Britt Baker had to hit three moves. Panama uh, set or uh, Pittsburgh yeah. Sunrise uh-huh. stomp and then stomp she was and, able to do the... and then the thing. Dude, but it was her stomp is so much better than Seth Rollins. Oh my god! <laughs> they, when they she did it, it off the top or off the off the yeah, off the, the ring apron. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, like, but cool. she's just taller. She's just taller, so it just looks more like badass. She's like really lifting her foot, like boom. Yeah. Well, I think they just allow it to. I think WWE makes Seth Rollins. Uh, deliver it a little bit tamer because they don't mm. want it to be I mean it's the same reason they don't allow their uh, commentators to call it a curb stomp it's just a stomp the stomp right um but yeah but so I mean that's that's a big moment there potential best moment you know that um not only did Chris Statlander take a stomp earlier on the outside she took a Pittsburgh sunset um and then a stomp and and kicked out of both of them, mm. and then it was the lock job to win and or, passed or, out to the lock job. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, and and uh, I gotta mention another potential best moment: Orange Cassidy yelling. Yes, yeah, that was great. I, I oh, loved during it. the match. Yeah. During the match. Holy crap! He's like, get your ass up and get uh, in that ring! Get your ass up! And so, so you could tell that he didn't want to do it and didn't want to do it, and, but he was so frustrated he had to. Uh, it was so great there. But it, in, it. in the end, I think we, we all have something that could be a best moment. For me, uh, you know, I cannot not nominate Adam Cole because it was the one moment that got me up off my ass. Literally. Um, and, well, and and that was the surprise that we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like, and part that's part of it is because I was sitting there going, "Okay, we're gonna hear right of the Valkyries. We're gonna hear right of the Valkyries. We're gonna hear right of the Valkyries." And then it's not right of the, the Valkyries. lights go out, and you're like, "It's gonna be yeah, right of the Valkyries." Right of the Valkyries. <laughs> and then it's not right of the Valkyries. And it took me a moment to recognize, because of course we've never heard that particular song before. Uh, but then it says Adam Cole, and I'm like. Adam Cole, baby! Um, <laughs> and I was so stoked. And then, like JLB said, the swerve. <clears throat> um, he gets in the ring. There's a face-off. There's jaw-jacking between him and Kenny Omega. Because, bro, at the same time, I, I want to see Adam Cole versus Kenny Omega. So I hope this is not like a long-term, I'm all elite with you guys forever. Oh, no. It, the elite has two leaders now. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's, it will cause a breakdown. Yeah, it's going to cause fair. a breakdown. And eventually it's going to be probably one of these things where uh, 
Matt Tell and Nick him. will will join up with Adam Cole, yeah. and and the uh, the other two, um, Anderson and Gallows, will stay with Omega potentially, or quite frankly, a reverse Bullet Club, um, where the leader and actually it's technically the Bullet Club thing, whether it was Finn Balor uh, when he was leading or Kenny Omega when when uh, he was getting ready to uh, to take over leadership. Um, it's all based around you know AJ Styles. The the people turn on them when they show weakness. The Bullet Club turns on them, and that's what's going to happen. Uh, Omega loses the belt and shows weakness, uh, and then Adam Cole will turn on him. And you know you've shown weakness. You're no longer elite. Get out. Um, Snap. Okay. And and so it's. I mean, they told this whole story with Cody. Uh, for uh, two years in Ring of Honor and New Japan, where Cody is going to take over the Bullet Club, and and that's going to be the storyline I think they tell with with Adam Cole eventually. But it's going to be a slow burn because again, AEW likes to tell these longer storylines. This is not going to be a two weeks from now. Adam Cole turns on Kenny Omega. This is no. Not, this is going to be six months from now. It happens. Yeah. And it um, will feel like Adam Cole's been there for six years. I just realized it hasn't been a year that Omega's had the title, but it yeah. sure as hell feels like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels like just yesterday Roman won the title. And, and I don't understand how that's working like that, but it does. So we're going to so, move on to breakout star of the night. Um... Adam Cole, baby. Adam, Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> Ruby Soho for winning. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Uh, Darby Allen. You can't call him a breakout star because he's been such a big star in AEW for so long. But even in defeat, still looking like a rock star. Um, and then getting the seal of approval from CM Punk afterwards. That's a a potential thing. Um, can we call the Lucha Brothers breakout star because they finally won the tag titles, I guess? I guess, but I mean, that's they've, they're legends already. It was just yeah. long overdue. Exactly. I mean, I, mm. I don't know. I mean, you could make an argument for Eddie Kingston's breakout star of the night because he put on the match better than we've seen from him in AEW. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, that's valid. Whatever happened with uh, All Ego there? They did a whole thing on buy-in. Like, we're going to go and hurt someone tonight. Uh, and they don't hurt anyone. As far as I Unless remember, I they didn't it. do anything. I didn't see okay. them do anything. Well, the, the whole thing was because they were up with um, what's-his-fuck, the UFC guy. Right. What's-his-fuck? That's his name. That's that's his name from now on. His yep. What's-his-fuck? I'll, I'll, I'll ever call him. What's-his-fuck? Uh... <laughs> And I'm sure they're just gonna tell continue to tell that story on Dynamite. Yeah, uh, but they somehow, made it but... seem like they were gonna do something at all out. So that's where I was kind of like, okay, I haven't seen them throughout the entire show. Is Adam Cole gonna come out with them kind of thing and make them like the new undisputed era or something? You know, I don't know. I was thinking towards that because I'm like, well, they promised they'd come out. So I'm like, they haven't showed up yet. But you know, I guess no more time. I don't yeah. know. Who knows? 
But oh, geez, there's so many potential breakout stars. But I, I'm going to choose Adam Cole. Yeah, Adam. I mean, I guess I'll I'll go with Ruby Soho, if only because she actually wrestled and ran, ran won a match, won a thing. That's a breakout star. Moment. I didn't see enough of her for her to be a breakout star. <laughs> I can't choose her in a battle royal. I don't know. Like she was, it was fine. It's just I didn't really see a whole lot. Um, I'd probably, I'd honestly probably go with, um, uh, with Orange Cassidy. I thought Orange Cassidy was, was that the buy-in match? She, he was on the, uh, the, yeah, the buy-in, um, yeah. best friends and Jurassic Express versus HFO. That's it. That match was oh. fire, like genius for putting that as a buy-in because, oh, well, really especially since fun. they basically threw it together in the last day. That's it, you know, or so. Which, which is crazy, because then why didn't you guys use two point Bastards. I, it, it it simply. <laughs> I've got to be honest, because of how fast they threw together, it simply might have been um, getting them there. No, uh, it's valid. No. Because if they if they traveled back home to Montreal, Montreal, right, and then oh, we need you for the kickoff show on Sunday. Traveling back to America yeah. in COVID times might have been something too hard for them to do, but that's valid. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, but Adam Cole's match. a good thing. I'm just gonna go uh, different and say Ruby Soho because they brought her in and they presented her as a star right from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and and in my mind, that that makes her a bigger breakout because she was presented as a star that she never was presented as in. AEW or in WWE, right? Right off the bat. Whereas both Adam Cole and Brian Danielson were presented as stars in WWE at one point or another. Right. Um, and so so I guess that, that how that however, could be made for Miro too, though. Could right? be made for Miro. He he came out and he had a performance that was probably better than we've seen from him in AEW, if only because it was against a higher caliber. It wasn't Fuego, you know. Love Fuego. Uh, he he's pointing to to us on the thumbnail for this um, because Fuego's my boy. There you go. Um, <laughs> but uh, but so I I'm just going with Ruby for that. But let's move on to best performance of the night. Wow. Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks. That's what I'm going. That match, fire. I know they all could go really well anyways, but man, they really laid it all out there. and All out. I get what you did there. I, 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 I didn't even mean to. I legit. I'm like, what What do you? I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. They went all out. I, I did that before when I lost electricity, and I'm like, oh, I guess my electricity is all out. I might not be able to watch it. <laughs> oh that I meant, but oh. for for yeah. me, I, I I'm gonna go to man. It, the unfortunate thing is we're gonna say Mr. Bebe's name too often. I think tonight um, for best performance, jaw jacking with uh, Kenny Omega before super kicking Jungle Boy. Uh, best performance right there because I didn't <laughs> see it coming. Right, mm -hmm. I thought he was coming in as the the savior character who's going to then face off with Kenny Omega and be angry because 
of what they did to him before and betrayal and all of that stuff. And then he super kicks Jungle Boy Genius. off the ground. Genius that so, they did that, though, because I don't think you so, can make Adam Cole a good guy. I don't think you can in the end, but I, I was seeing him more as a stone-cold tweener. You know, not necessarily mm-hmm. good guy, but against Kenny Omega. But anyways, uh, but that's why it's the best performance for me, because I bought into it. Fair. At yeah. the beginning, I was like, whoa, he's coming in. And, and then, I mean, this this was almost, almost, but not quite. Not quite to Finn Balor kicking Johnny Gargano in the face level. Um, That's why I was hoping for the double turn. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen double turn as well. But but that's because I didn't know the the next surprise that they had. Yeah. Um, or, or, like, I guess we knew the next surprise. I just kind of, when Adam Cole's music hit... I assumed that they changed their plans, right? I said, oh, well, it looks like they're going to save Brian Danielson to, for another show. You know? So that's the thing, too. I, I don't know if it was too much, but as soon as Cole did the super kick to Jungle Boy, I was like, okay, there's going to be something else. I don't know. Like, I just got this vibe because they were still waiting too long. And I'm like, okay, there has to be something else. I'm like, it has to be Brian. Like, who else is it going to be, you know? Nope, um, I didn't see it coming. I, I, at that moment, I thought they were doing an NWO rules the roost angle mm, at the end. Okay. Which, which is something WCW does a lot done. where, yeah. where the bad guys, bad guys win in the end of the pay per view and stand tall. And then Kenny Omega, when he started to do the, I'm going to send him home happy, good night and good luck, bang. Thing. I, 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 I thought that was going to be the way it ended. I thought they'd just change their mind with Brian Danielson. They were going right. to bring him out at, at dynamite or some other time a lot of people on twitter are complaining about that though they're saying it was probably a bit too much and they could have saved one for another um no nope it was perfect it was it was it was good it was well done chef's kiss perfect for me we will Mm -hmm. we will know wednesday whether or not that was the best move or not if their numbers don't go up by a million viewers i will be astonished Go up by a million? Mm. Yes. It's yeah, nearly doubling. I think they'll put up I think they'll put up raw numbers. Yeah. I High I could see I could see them going up by a couple hundred thousand, uh maybe three or four max, hitting that one point five million um as as kind of the max. I you know, I as much as I think Adam Cole and Brian Danielson can move the move the needle. I I don't think they moved the needle a million. I don't think CM Punk has done moving the needle, and I think these just amplify it. Mm-hmm. I just think for us, uh, for AW to get over two million, I think that's going to be a communicative thing over the course of a, a month or two or three. I think they're going to get there. I I seriously after after this think like I read an article earlier in the day, and it was someone saying. That um, maybe it wasn't even an article. Maybe it was it was uh, someone from what culture? Yeah, it was uh, Andy Murray from what culture? Who said his prediction was that um, AEW gets raw numbers within the year? And I I thought to myself, I don't know if it within the year is going to happen. Sort of a thing. After watching this, I do see it happening. I just don't think it's going to be. 
instantaneously this week, but it will be by by the end of this. Because uh, here's the deal: is it has to be combined with Raw continuing to suck, uh, which I have faith that Raw will continue to suck. Yeah, yeah. So, I, um, well, I mean, Raw's no longer beating SmackDown. Nope. Which is crazy. I feel like that's been a while, though. It has about six months. Um, uh-huh. But wow. Raw, Raw's numbers did come up last week, though. They did improve their numbers last week, which was surprising because it sucked. Um, okay, we're going to move on to under hype of the night. This is one that, again, I think we could name about a dozen different chances on it because there, there were a lot of under hypes. Uh, Ruby Soho was not previously announced. That's an under hype. Uh, Adam Cole was not previously announced. That's an under hype. Brian Danielson was not previously announced. That's an under hype. Minoru Suzuki was not previously announced. That's an under hype. Um, I'm going to give it to a match, though. The okay. Miro match. That is, yeah. That's I, actually, I, I, my heart, my heart had not been on Eddie Kingston at all. I, 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 I just was like, okay, fine. You're gonna be the next one to lose to Miro. Nope, nope. I was about it when it happened. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was a good one. That was good. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, because the tough thing, the tough thing with choosing a match. I'm not arguing with you. Is that's about the only match that you could really say was underhyped, right? Yeah, yeah. Because because the Britt Baker and versus Chris Statlander, they yeah. hyped it. It, I, it just it was so leaps and bounds better than anybody would have mm-hmm. expected that's with Eddie Kingston in it. I'd say the Moxley match, but they didn't really hype it. Nope, nope. I I dang near would put that one at overhype of the night had other things not been yeah. on the card. Mm. So I, that was the match I, itself. I feel wasn't that, really was Moxley's, that was Moxley's probably second or third worst match yep. in AEW. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But um yeah, I mean I'll 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 go with the I in fact I will go with specifically Eddie Kingston out of that match as under hype of the night. Yeah. Um yeah, I did not expect him to put up a fight. I, I thought this was dang near going to be a squash. Mm-hmm. I I figured it would be a five-minute match where Eddie Kingston gets a few things in at the beginning, hits the neck a couple mm-hmm. times, and then and then Miro squashes the crap out of him. And the fact he that hit, it went almost 13 he hit and that a half DDT. Minutes. He hit that DDT, and I thought for sure he was going to win. I was like, <gasps> nope. Okay. Yeah, I told you there there were moments in that match. I was like, is Eddie Kingston gonna be the champion? We only had one title change hands, and it actually was the one that almost surprised me the most. And mm-hmm. I say that even though I think last night we both chose Lucha Brothers to win it. But I said I wanted to. I just I don't know. I just I'm like, we're still gonna be on this young Bucks train. For a while, yeah. you know, like I'm like, eh, all the lead is still big, but it's super happy that it happened. Oh, it deserved it so much. It was awesome. Yeah. It still surprised me when it happened, even though I think I chose it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, I'm going to go specifically with Eddie Kingston as the under hype of the night. Yeah, that's fair. So let's move on to the oh my God moment of the night. The jump off the top of the cage. 
Jeez, I, how many? Oh my I don't God, know, man. Uh, I'd say the probably for me the the spear, Christian spear from the table too. Um, maybe just because it kind of messed him up. Um, Kenny Omega's freaking one winged super angel from the top rope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a zonkers. So, uh, yeah. oh wait, the only time I really talked on our group chat was. Oh my fuck! Because Adam Cole, baby, he came on my screen. <laughs> yes. So I'll probably say that one because I really I, thought I thought Daniel Bryan was coming out and or Brian Danielson was coming out, and I got Adam Cole, baby, and I it's, was. It's, it's. I was like, you, Brian Danielson was a letdown for me, but again, that's because I'm not a big Brian Danielson fan. Mm-hmm. He looks so um, happy, though. You didn't even feel his happiness and energy. I, I don't want to feel his energy. I don't want to feel his. I mean, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah. I I can't say anything but the Adam Cole moment. You, you again, have to remember, I'm a mark and a half for Adam Cole, baby. And that's my point. No, no, I, no, for know, sure, it was awesome. Again, I cannot not say the Adam Cole because it was the one moment. That literally had me stand up out of my chair, right? And so, no matter how many other moments, uh, Ruby Soho winning was an oh my god moment. Um, Eddie Kingston getting out of the game over was an oh my god moment. Minoru Suzuki showing up was an oh my god moment. Um, I mean, Ruby Soho debuting was kind of an oh my god moment. The uh, uh, Chris Jericho losing and then them restarting the match was an oh my god moment. The jump off of the um, Top of the in the cage was an oh my god moment. Uh, CM Punk sitting up to avoid the uh coffin <laughs> drop was an oh my god moment. Uh, Britt Baker's Pittsburgh sunrise was an oh my yeah. god moment, yeah. yeah. Well, and Chris Dandler uh, kicking out after it was an oh my god moment, and then <laughs> Statlander the stop- making Brick Baker boop herself was an yeah. oh my god moment. <laughs> There's there were so many oh my god moments, but only one of them had me literally fucking leave my seat and stand up and nearly scream and piss off all my apartment Ooh. neighbors. Uh, he almost went. <laughs> I, 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 I fangirled out for a bit there. I am I absolutely Yay! shocked, though, that they were able to use everything the, from the baby to his actual Adam Cole. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, WWE didn't use try to grab anything from this guy. Like I was and like, yet, you guys messed Keith up. Keith Lee still trying to get his own name. Yeah, uh, that's why I thought it was a done deal. They had Adam Cole in the back. Like, the only thing that I can think of is that it's a main roster thing. That because Adam Cole never went to the main roster, WWE uh, was never, never. He was never a real star. Mm-hmm. They never bothered to do it, and so it was only when Keith Lee went up to the main roster that they started to do shit like take his name. Everything so, uh, but but like I said, that's the only one that literally got me out of my seat squealing. So, um, it's Adam Cole, that's the oh my god moment, that's the that's the holy shit moment, it's the, the Adam that's Cole fair. baby moment. Um, and like I said before, I mean, this is probably the closest we'll ever have to to a Lex Luger moment right now because literally he was on WWE TV <laughs> a week ago. Right, and um, 
Well, yeah. Like okay, was, technically, like, two weeks ago was the last WWE TV uh, appearance, but he was te- still a, a member of WWE a week ago. Let's use put that put it that way, because mm-hmm. it was two weeks ago uh, that was the uh, pay per view takeover. Yep. Um, but his contract continued until the following Friday a week ago. Okay. So, but that's the deal. Is it? I mean, it, this was, and the the matters. It was the only one that wasn't previously reported as a done deal, right? Exactly. Like Brian Danielson was previously reported as a done deal. Ruby Soho was previously reported as a done deal. Um, you know, all of this stuff. But but Adam Cole, baby, we did not know was going to happen. We hoped was going to happen. We assumed was going to happen. Uh but we did not know money, it was going to happen. Money talks and bullshit walks, and so mm-hmm. there was a chance. There was always a chance that, that Vince McMahon pre- presents a check with enough zeros on it, and Adam Cole goes, mm-hmm. um, The only thing that it came down to is I do know that one of the things with uh, WWE, uh, one of the sticking points was Adam Cole was refusing to get rid of his Twitch stream. <clears throat> he says, I'm not going to get rid of my Twitch stream no matter what. And you can't, no contract you give me can say I have to get rid of my Twitch stream. Um, it, it has to be in there. And if WWE was going to be adamant on the no Twitch streams, um, which they have been pretty adamant on most of their other performers, um, I that was about the only thing there. But again, it was not a reported done deal. And so for him to show up was legitimately a holy shit. Um, and for all we know, he may still be a free agent. Yeah, it might have been a one-off appearance. It might have been because, as far as I know, and and I'll I'll head to Twitter just to check to be certain. But as far as I know, they haven't put out a Adam Cole is all elite. Yeah, they did. Did they? Okay. I don't necessarily know if it was from AEW, but I saw a bunch. Uh-huh. Adam Cole is all elite, so I'll well, double I'm, check that. I'm specific. <laughs> I'm on it right now. Don't worry. I'm specifically on. Uh, there he is on the post media uh, post show thing. Um, there's CM Punk on the post media scrum because they had released, I believe, a. There's Brian Danielson is all elite. They have Ruby Soho, no problem. So they they specifically had done Ruby Soho. Up oh, there it is. Adam Cole is all elite. Welcome to the team. Uh, oh, boom. So, boom. But bum, it's still. Bum, I bum, mean, it, they still could have done uh, a short term contract. It might not be a long term contract. For all yeah. we know, we'll find out the deals of it as the medium media scrum gets over and. And things come out, but that—that's to me got to be my my OMG moment of the night. So we're gonna move on to best move, and there were a lot of them that could be best move. Um, the one winged angel off the top could be a best move. The jump off the top of the cage could be a best move. The spear through the table that nearly killed Christian. Could be a best move. <laughs> best move is Matt Jackson and Penta Cerro El Miro um, doing the Cerro Miro at the same time. 
It was messed up though. They both looked at each other and they were gonna do it. They like, did the whole thing. like you do it to my it brother like, and I'll do it to your brother. Yeah, let's it do like, it. I was yeah, I was like, why aren't either of you helping your brother? Uh, you guys are assholes. <laughs> Uh, amazing um, i think I it got, was more I, of a if you do this to my brother i'm gonna do this to your brother uh-huh. i'm okay. still gonna yeah. do it to your brother yeah well if you do that to my brother i'm gonna do that to your brother but, but, well, but if you no, do it to my brother i'm gonna do it to your brother but, but no if you do it to my brother i'm gonna do it to your brother no no i'm gonna do it to your brother what well, i'm gonna do it to your brother no I'm gonna do it to your brother. No, look at me. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I have zero meta. Meta. Boom. Listen, guys. Just stop doing each other's brothers. That's it. It's done. It's done. No, too soon. Oh, oh! Did you too want soon. some beard love? Is that what you're telling me? No. I Halfway in between, love. there's some beard no. love. Oh, no. Oh, see, now you got some marks over there. No, the beard love. Oh, 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 beard oh, love. Oh, you're in a beard love sandwich. Oh, 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 beard beard love sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> Uh, so so um i don't know i mean i part of me wants to say best move Hello, was therapist adam cole. i feel violated best move was adam cole super kicking uh jungle boy let it uh, go um maybe i don't know um guys there's so many best Sero, moves middle. um Hands the jump off the top um you know i uh, it, it deserves nominating I, I don't think it necessarily is best move because it was almost botch of the night but chris satlander saving that suplex i think it was Britt breaker's apron stomp <laughs> uh, so many of us um, um darby going through the ropes and and hitting the ring post there's so so uh, many. The I mean, sit up. The sit up is also really the good. Up, the sit up. That might be my. That might be my nomination for best move. because it was so set up. so smoothly done and so perfectly was, timed. Like he he was a millisecond too late. The camera would have caught his head. Too. Um, the camera work was phenomenal. Where they slowly panned around and he's just smiling. Like yeah. I got that. Um, but again, it's it's like if he just sat up too late, Darby would have caught his head. On the way, yeah. Back. But yeah. if he sets up too early, then he then the doesn't sell the move properly because you think, well, Darby, why'd you still do it? He already sat up, you know. So he had to do it just absolutely perfect, and he did it so perfect and so clean. So that's that's my yeah. my choice for best move. Um, and uh, now I'm I'm gonna say we move on to the final category, match of the night. Ha! It can't be Adam Cole. It's a match. It is not. Yes, because it has to be a match. Um, God, this one's so tough. It it's tough because there were good, so many good matches. Uh, I mean, the Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage match was fire. The Lucha Brothers Young Bucks match probably was was most people's match of the night. Um. I don't. I don't know. Like, there's part of me that wants to put Miro versus Eddie Kingston's match of the night. Okay, calm down. Uh, Whoa, no. no, that was a great match. It was. It was yeah, fucking not phenomenal. match of the night. Not match of the night, though. Great match. I agree for them. I. I will but, say. I think we can rule out Britt ba- Brit Baker versus Chris Statlander. I think we can rule out any battle royals ever from being match of the yeah, night. Those never there. are. 
No. Um, and I think we can rule out um, CM Punk Darby. There was feel goods in that, and it was a good match, yeah. but it was not the match of the night. There was not, oh my gosh, wow. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's it. I 100% loved, loved the CM Punk match, and I'm going to be proud about saying it. I loved the storytelling of the first half of the match being slower, being being CM Punk slowing things down. I know JLB is given given stupid faces, um, but it's just my regular face. <laughs> yeah, it's a stupid regular face. <laughs> wow. Your face is stupid. <clears throat> but it you wasn't riding on match. CM Punk. Yeah, I no, mean, you can flat match. out say that was not the best match of the night. Yeah, that's the as much as I loved it, it was not. I mean, the Kenny Omega Christian Cage match was better as a whole. Um, yes. and and the activity that that happens in every Lucha Brothers match mm-hmm. is is where I put that as the top match of the yeah. night. the the only The only reason for me that that one isn't match of the night for me, I think I'm gonna in the end I'm gonna put it on Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. That's the match of the night for me. But the uh, the only reason that the Lucha Brothers match doesn't win it for me is towards the end. You don't want to be a sheep. No, towards the end, there were a few too many of the. Um, I just got kicked in the face with a shoe that had spikes on it, and yet I'm going to be popping right up and delivering a powerbomb sort of moments or super kick moments. It's called the there, adrenaline, bitch. They, there were just a few too many of them. For me, in the end, and and I, it's a nitpicky thing, but it was just enough to barely make it drop below the Kenny Omega match for me, because it just happened a few too many times. It's the, it's the complaint that people have against Young Bucks matches is that they turn into super kick parties and they turn into invincible fighters um, for a while, where you know you can take a devastating move and just pop up and do another one and back and forth and back and forth. Um, that being said, I'm not not saying it's a bad match. It's not a bad match. It's second best match of the night and just by barely. Um, but I think MJF and Jericho told the best story of the night. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, after, after the bell, Adam Cole told the better story, but best story of the night in a match was those two. I mean, so is that over though now? Well, I mean Jericho's not banned from AEW, but uh I, but that's I think what I mean. He won though, so is MJF gonna get pissed and I think MJF I, I think the storyline you tell from this is MJF saying, No, I want another match, I want to show that I'm still better than you. And uh Jericho saying, Nah, we're done. I told you it was one last time. We're done. I'm just I'm done with you. You know. But I I also think that there's there's here's the deal. MJF is the only guy on the planet that is a better asshole than than um Zach Ryder or no than Matt Cardona <laughs> has been over the last three months. Um but again, it's because he's genuinely an asshole. Like <laughs> He he is signed to the fat girl MJF on an autograph. Like, dude is an asshole. Yeah. 
and I don't know if he's really an asshole or if he's that, that into kayfabe. He's just that into kayfabe, I feel. Oh he could be gosh. an asshole, for all we know, but... I mean, he plays the role in public, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like it's not hard to see that Miz, Miz is definitely an existing pompous prick, but he's not an asshole. <laughs> MJF's an asshole. And I don't know how else to put that. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. But I mean, in the end, you know, it's it's probably one of those two matches as ma- absolute match of the night. But you could yeah. you could make an argument for a couple other matches, and I can't tell you you're wrong. I can just tell you that I think yeah. another. You know what I mean? Like, I can't tell you that the Miro match wasn't like super good. If if <laughs> If Meltzer's ratings came out this week and he had the Miro match rated higher than the other matches, I couldn't argue with it, right? I don't I don't have any like logistical reason to believe one is is better than the other sort of a thing. Um I have a feeling that the Lucha Brothers match uh will not be his favorite match of the night if only because of it turning into just a spot fest at the end. Right. And that has been his complaint against the the young bucks for a long time. Um, it's it goes all the way back to the reason they named their finisher the Meltzer Driver, is because he made fun of them for doing too many flipty do spots, you know. And so they said, "What can we come up with the most flipty do spot possible? How about a pile driver combined with a springboard flip?" Okay. Um. You know, you can you can make an argument that the CM Punk Darby Allen match was match of the night from a technical standpoint. Um, in yeah. some ways, mm. you know, you could make an argument that the Moxley versus Kojima match technically was match of the night, and okay, I can't I can't argue with it. I, it's not my choice. Um, the only one that I think you one hundred percent can't argue as match of the night was Paul White versus QT Marshall, and. And even that, for what it was supposed to be, was what it was supposed to be. Well, I mean, at the same time, we were also talking about that QT Marshall might potentially be the one who was going to win that because Big Show is just there to kind of do what we thought CM Punk was going to do, just lie on their back for up-and-coming stars. And honestly, I think that would have been worth it for the Big Show to do, although I know you hate QT Marshall. um, I still think having a win over Big Show would have had least... You know, made him look a little bit bigger. Big Show's and... not a or Paul Wright is not a long term performer. He performed in this match tonight. He won't perform again for No, but that's what I mean. So make him lose. You know, QT Marshall's still gonna be performing. So why does Big Show need a win? He's gonna be performing every so often. They know? could be writing QT Marshall off with this. You couldn't beat an announcer. Yeah, an announcer that's seven feet tall, 500 pounds, though. Like, come on. Just saying. (laughs) That's fair. I want to point out that AEW All Out is trending number one on Twitter. Oh, yeah, it's been for, like, the past since it's been on. Um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, Jericho's trending trending number 11. (laughs) Darby's trending 12. Oh. Lucha Bros are 15. 
Kenny Omega's 22. Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, why isn't Adam Cole number one? Surprisingly enough, I don't know why, but he's not. Daniel Bryan? Um, not Bryan showing up on the... Damn. Not showing up on the tw- trending list from what I'm seeing here. Um, but, I mean, some of it can be... It's only been an hour and a half, and people watched the end of it and went to bed. Yeah. yeah. Well, or also, there's not like a like AEW All Out was a set up hashtag, you know, beforehand, right? So uh, people could be doing hashtag All Out or hashtag yeah. AEW. Hey, I would actually go to the Explorer and I just click on the hashtag one that's there, and I'd use that. That's the way you yeah. do it. That, but that's my point is, but there wasn't one set up specifly for Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson or right. or or uh, Adam Cole. That's it. So it could be that people are using a dozen different ones, and none of them are getting up to to the level to trend. But yeah, but no. So what I'm saying is, in the end, I mean, I the, there's only two. Well, I guess two matches because I agree, battle royals never. Never should be considered for match of the night because it's just too much of a clusterfuck. Too much of a shit show. They they can be tons of fun. I thought this one was tons of fun for the most part. Um, they they told some good storylines. Like I said, I I I want to commend them. One hundred percent commend them. I even wrote it down on on my notes that I wanted to bring this up here. I want to commend them for not playing the. Oh, someone looks like they got eliminated, but didn't actually get eliminated, and then they sit on the outside until uh, it's almost over, and then they jump in and and win the match or almost win the match storyline. They didn't have that at all. There was not a single person in that match that looked like they were eliminated and wasn't eliminated, right? No, yeah, pretty badass. I definitely commend them for that they, too. For sure. Every elimination was a definitive elimination. There, there was never a moment. I, I, they didn't even really do any like Kofi Kingston skin the cat sort of moments. You know what I mean? Mm. It was, uh-uh. it was tease someone to get eliminated, uh, and then they get back in the ring or just eliminate them. But there was never. So I want to give them credit, but I don't think that ever should be in our in the conversation for match of the night, technically. So. But all of the other ones, Miro versus Kingston, Moxley versus Kojima, Britt Baker versus Chris Sadlander, Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks, uh, Jericho versus MJF, Chris, uh, CM Punk versus uh, Darby Allin, uh, Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. Those all could be considered for match of the night. Uh, and, and you could make an argument for them. Uh, I'm going to go with Omega versus Christian Cage. Um, but I understand uh, you guys going for the Lucha Brothers uh, because it was a fire match, and I my one minor nit, nitpick was the only thing that took it down from being number one. So, but yeah, it's just a fucking <laughs> fucking great. I'm I'm not gonna get to sleep for another like two hours. I'm so fucking jacked. Oh this. Jesus! Okay, I I see it like like literally, my heart still. That's I mean, called cholesterol. It it could be the <laughs> it could be the twelve of these that I've drank in, in the last I don't know two hours. hours but, oh Jesus! Yeah, that'll do it. Um, it's only thirty four milligrams per one of them. 
What is 34 times 12? Two pots of coffee, bud. <laughs> you drank two pots of coffee. In two um, hours. Ha- hashtag not sponsored, but uh, quite frankly, this new Coke Zero Sugar oh, is fucking Jesus. fire. It's awesome. Um, but it's not that awesome because we're not sponsored. Yeah, no, dude. I'm gonna. No. I'm still gonna say it's fucking fire. So, um, but not new Coke fire. Zero or Turks and Caicos? Which one yeah. would you choose? Um, well, I mean, it depends on what they're offering us. If Turks and Caicos is just like here, we're gonna give you a shirt and sponsor you. Uh, but but Coke Zero is like we're gonna give you a fucking truckload of Coke Zero. And that, but if Turks and Caicos oh. is like is like, hey, we want to sponsor you, and we're gonna fly you down for a week at Turks and Caicos, then fuck yeah, I choose that one. You know so what I mean? You do one weekend at Turks and Caicos over a lifetime supply of Coke Zero. I didn't say a lifetime supply of Coke Zero. That changes the thing there. I just said a truckload. <laughs> yeah. A truckload is is like four days worth for him. Yeah, I told you I drank twelve of them in the last like two hours. Right, a truckload's not gonna last me that long. I'm gonna be mainlining it. Jesus Christ. Um. Anyways, it was such a fucking good. I'm. I'm like the the swerve, the Adam Cole debut, the swerve, the uh, thinking it's gonna get over, the Brian Danielson debut. Uh, it was it was fucking perfect in my book. Every every bit of it was a plus for me. Especially because that could have really went another way. To have two debuts like that, back to back, that could have really have messed up a debut for someone. But with the swerve happening with Adam Cole, that really perfect, you know. Oh, but who's gonna help? Uh, who's gonna help all elite? You know, they could have ended it too, NWO style. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I just, but I just wish they would have had a few more big guys. <laughs> um I I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Impact Wrestling get brawn for glory and they'll be fine. Uh, but uh no it was, it was like uh, I, I would have given this pay-per-view an A rating if it had ended after the Chris Jericho match. Um and every match after that except for the QT Marshall match. Uh, just added to that and kept it up there. So, I mean, this is an A plus pay per view for me. This is this is a ninety nine percent pay per view. This is nearly WrestleMania seventeen for me. It was that good. It it was, it was fucking phenomenal. It was ah. It was, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's up there. I. I don't know why I'm feeling a little way about. I'm just uh, muting him when he talks bad about it because uh, uh, he's gonna bum me out if he talks bad about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, look, he's muted. He's still muted and he's still talking. He, he doesn't pay attention to the fact that he can unmute himself. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Beard love, yeah. There we go. Um, yeah, no, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad rating, though. Um, I liked it. I don't give it at 95 percentile sort of ordeal. It's a B, B plus, maybe. Um, 
I don't know, but I, I again, I JLB, baby. I, I just can't explain to you why I necessarily there's something off for me. Look, aside from it, because look, Adam, I could easily say, oh, because Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan were there. Cool story, bro. Yeah, A plus 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 plus. But before that happened, your rating was different. I'm referring to the actual matches and everything that we did have um, for sure. I'm I'm still saying if this would have ended after Chris Jericho versus MJF, I still would have given this an A. This this was this was an A <laughs> pay per view all the way up through that, and then after that, it just kept going up and up and up, right? So oh. there there's literally to me the even the QT Marshall one, which like oh, I said, I didn't stop. like the match. It's I didn't good. I didn't like the match. It wasn't it wasn't my thing, but it did exactly what it needed to do, and it was only three minutes long. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so it, it it can't tank the rating enough to cover up for the fact you had Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. You had the surprise at the end. You had the CM Punk match that I fucking loved. So A goes to A plus, goes to A plus plus, goes down to A plus, goes stays at A plus. <laughs> Fair. Still giving it a B plus. That's it. Yes. So um. <laughs> So everyone knows that at JLB420 has terrible taste in um, wrestling. So tweet <laughs> at him right down there Please. at JLB420 and tell him and, how horrible his rating and, is. And, or tell him how horrible and judgmental his co-hosts are um, when I do give my opinion because, hey, you know, they deserve hey, to Hey, hmm? your co-hosts are great. I... I... Um, big red, big red. I thought was a nice guy. Yeah, your I co-host on the other podcast that you're cheating on us with. <laughs> no, Whore. you guys are great. Just fully judgmental. Just whore. What can I say? I like to whore myself around. It's 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 exciting. Whore. <laughs> hey, if anything, he's a whore too. He's the one that comments. <laughs> he he's he's off there even designing merch for them. <laughs> to be fair, I'm also using that for my portfolio. You like did to you, do the design, so I don't want to take that away from you. Did you, okay? did you, did you design them a Sasha Bear shirt? Sure didn't. Nope, sure didn't. <laughs> oh, gee golly. Anyway, so so yeah, that's that's our that's our night, and fucking, I loved it, and I'm so fucking stoked. And I'm gonna probably go downstairs and see if, if the replay is already on fight, and and maybe watch some of it, or because I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I, I definitely want to watch. I definitely want to watch that uh, cage match again. Whew. That was and fired. I cannot wait for Wednesday. I I literally oh, for cannot sure. wait. For it's, sure, it's going to be fire. I don't know what else they can do. I mean. Because reportedly they're still working on going after Buddy Murphy, although he might be going to Impact or Impact might be trolling us. I don't know. Um, and so that might be an option. There's there's still other free agents out there that still could show up. And, you know, we we mentioned AEW All Out is kind of like AEW's WrestleMania. It's their biggest show. Well, what often happens on the show immediately following WrestleMania? We're going to have a brand split playoff. 
Well, they have <laughs> they have people return. They have big returns and big yes. big debuts by mediocre. So we Cody. could potentially still we'll have some big Tuesday. returns and some big debuts, right? Um, I don't know. I don't think you're gonna see anything within the next. It's a lot, man. To just that's a lot of debuts already. Like it, it sure I'm is. Down but for you know it, I guess, but damn. When you're when you're um, leading a race, you keep your foot on the gas, right? These debuts are are feeding the fire in AEW and keeping your foot on the gas as much as possible. Um, now that being said, like uh, Buddy Murphy or Matthews debuting in in AEW, it's not going to move the needle like a, a like a CM Punk, like a uh, Adam Cole, like a Brian Danielson. Those all move the needle a lot more than he would. Um, you know, Braun Strowman showing up if he does. I don't want him to, but if he does, that still doesn't move the needle quite like the other three that showed up. Uh, whenever Bray Wyatt can show up, that could potentially move the needle depending on how AEW uses him. For sure. Um, uh, he's he's the one that I'm kind of to give my my kind of analysis. I'm the most worried about because he's super talented. Um, he's super creative, but he also has the biggest potential to be a bust. You know what I mean? Depending on how he's used. Yeah. Um. And so hopefully they can use him right. Hopefully, hopefully he grows some of that beard back out because dude, dude looks like a potato without a beard. Anyways, but on that note, we are going to kind of wrap things up for for this podcast um, because I don't know what else we can talk about this fucking absolutely fire pay per view. Go uh, watch it. Yeah, go watch yeah. it. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Get it on Fight or Bleacher Report or PlayStation Network or fucking um, pay per view. Um, well, they have it on pay per view. Yeah. yeah, I actually one a customer at my job actually had ordered it. Like, hi, I'd like to order the AEW All Out. I'm like, huh? I'm like, it's on pay per view now. <laughs> mm-hmm. AEW has always put theirs on actual pay per view as well. Um, because oh really? Yeah. I thought that was yeah. a new thing. I thought they just had it on like Fight or. Nope, they've always had it on actual pay-per-view, which is why buy rate is such an important thing for them. But but anyways, oh. uh, make sure to head down to the doobly-doos um, and check uh, the links for all of our stuff, our Patreon, our merch store. We uh, had on uh, yesterday showing off some of our merch designs again. Um, and so go check out the Sasha Bear shirt. Or the Piss Ant Podcast. That's one of my favorites. Um, in fact, I'm thinking of buying a hat for that uh, to wear to the Zello Pro instead of this hat um, because I'm pretty proud of the Pissant Podcast hat as well. So I might be wearing a Pissant Podcast hat and a Sasha Bear shirt to Zello Pro. Anyways, but head down there to the doobly-doos to find all that. Find the links to, to um, tattensco.com so you can check that out all of our socials, the merch store, all the places you can listen to us. If you joined us for the live stream, thank you. Um, If you're watching us on replay, welcome. Thank you as well. Make sure to click that subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, subscribe and hit the bell so you get notified. We go live every Sunday night and Tuesday night as we talk the world of professional wrestling. Share this with your friends. 
and family. Follow us on Facebook. You can uh, follow us. We're get our page, Raw and Order WBU on Facebook. Follow us on the Twitter. You can follow me on pretty much all the social medias at Raw and Order WBU, just like it says right down there. Uh, you can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K Fabe right there. There, yeah. so. There we go, down there. Now you can see it. Yep. That works. And you can follow JLB at JLB420. Real Talk Radio, though, guys, is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. I guess I will also plug the other wrestling uh, podcast I am on at WTN Wrestling. Um, Slut. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm a slut and I'm proud of it. Um, and yeah, but anchor.fm slash RTR uh, for all Real Talk Radio stuff. I just watched Respect by Aretha Frank, uh, not by Aretha, but the, the biopic on Aretha Franklin. And uh, I have a lot to say about that because I thought it was crap. Why was it crap? You'll have to listen to the podcast to find out. Guys, All Out was great. Just because my rating was an A++ doesn't mean I didn't like it. I certainly enjoyed it. Um, and I am excited for Wednesday. I'm excited to skip over Monday and uh, go straight into Wednesday. So, uh, yeah. Boom. Yeah. But, Must not that be note, new episodes of Big Brother, huh? Yeah. yeah. Not Big Brother's on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's, oh, I missed my Big Brother episode tonight. I know what I'm doing after the oh. cast. Thanks for reminding me, good sir. You're welcome. <laughs> on that note, we will go ahead and close the book on this uh, podcast. It's not really a wrestling booking unit, but whatever. Um, so thank you all for listening, enjoying us however you enjoy us. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and we will see you soon. Adam Cole, baby! Go. Oh.